It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Lord. Who's that? Lamb of God last night. Oh, Lamb of God. Okay, there you go. They've, started, wow. they've taken over for the Pantera ease, you know, a little bit on the riffs and the stuff. And, um, we yeah, played, I taught uh, a, a bunch of Lamb of God there, and that's what I thought they were the new Pantera. That guy yeah. plays weird. He plays, he, the one guy picks, he holds his pick. Like, that kind of thing. It's weird. Instead of like everybody. Anyway, he's uh, got a weird picking style, the one dude in that band. Really? Uh, are they, be, are uh, they religious? Lamb of God, are they, are they very religious? I I feel like that's a no. Okay. I feel like that's a no. Okay. Um, okay. So they're not uh, writing about God. Lambs, maybe at God's, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe lambs, lambs at his God house. God yeah. Who were God's house. Sacrifice yeah. them to our God. That's Hello, funny. everybody. It's a preview right. show. It's a preview show, right? Is that what we're calling this thing? It's the... Sure. It's the Kids on the Escalator preview show Tuesday for night. this thing. And here we this, are. This Kids on the Escalator season two that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're just we're just hanging out. We're doing some preview shows before we really dive into it so in October. Where are you? I'm in Kingston still because I don't move much and I like it that way. Where are you? I am in St. Louis, Missouri. Right. As home they of the call blues. It. Home of the blues. Yeah, home of the blues. And uh, Kim Sutherland. Hi, always on, always there. Kim. Hi, friend. Good to see you. Uh, hi, we, Kim. We are, uh, yeah, I'm home of the blues, hanging out here, just kind of chilling out. Um, day off. Where did we come from? See, I've already forgotten where we played you last were in night. C- were you in Cincinnati? I thought you Cincinnati, WKRP. Way. We were there last night, hanging out. And um, let me tell you about I, I always how weird post, it is down here. I always post WKRP things on my Facebook. Most people are, are, are arguing and stuff, and I'm posting WKRP stuff, because that's just how I roll. WKRP, let me move I have a nice backdrop going there. Yeah. Of WKRP? No, just of Seattle. The, or of St. Seattle. Louis. St. Louis. There it is. There's the St. Arches. St. Louis. The arch is right behind SLC me. Punk. That's a great movie. I think that's in St. Louis. Is it's it? right behind me. It's that's like over awesome. there. Anyways. Right. Hello, everybody. It's been a uh, interesting week in a bit since we chatted last. There is a new government, new prime minister. Oh, wait. It's the same thing. We're just moving on. It's, it's like nothing even happened. It's just like, okay, so... 
Carry on. Six hundred million dollars later, carry on. Or whatever yeah, that costs like, for the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty lame. But um, I've seen better uh, arguments and battles between uh, who was better, Spider-Man or Batman, than that one, man. That was, <laughs> that was a pretty lame election, man. I gotta hand it to I gotta hand it to our election system, though. Uh, from the standpoint of like, hey, we're gonna have an election in four days, <laughs> in a couple weeks. We're just gonna we're gonna have an election in a couple weeks. We're gonna throw six hundred million at it, and then you can decide. It, it, like like America drags on for four years, you yeah. know, of just of um, just yeah, consistently. That was- that was pretty cool up. that it was over with because generally I like to stay offline any kind of social media for a long time if there's an election coming up. Yeah. Um, but that was good. It was over and done with, so that's great. So we can move on, which is great. So now we can go back to the, the real question, who is better, Spider-Man or Batman? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that's, Lonnie. Hi, Lonnie. That's the question that goes with uh, with everything now. I mean, I guess ah. I, I'm still always a fan. You know where I lie on this, this argument. I'm still always a fan of the um, natural... The natural athlete superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I think Batman could take Spider Man if we were to really take it in that in that world. I think because Batman could probably beat anybody. That's just how Batman is. Well, there's nothing that doesn't like Spider Man can be killed, right? Spider Man can be killed. Um, he can be killed, can he? He's, I mean, he's bit by a spider. He can shoot a web and shit, but someone yeah. could just rip him apart. You know? Yes, but no, Spider Man can die. Yes, he can. You know, Spider Man can die. So that's can. the thing. I guess that's you've got two kind of normal people fighting each other. I got to go with Batman and all the money he's got. Yeah, Batman wins because Batman will find a way. I'm just downloading, uh, I'm waiting for Dying Light 2 to come out, the video game for my PS4. Dying Light 1 is amazing. I've played it so many times, but Dying Light, Dying Light 2 is now being delayed to December, video game fans. So I know, and Dying Light, and I, if you play video games, you are aware of Dying Light. Such a great game. So Dying Light 2 is going to come out, but I downloaded uh, a, a classic Batman game. It was on for four bucks, dude. So I, uh, yeah, Batman does, Batman has a cooler costume than Spider-Man, that is true. And he's got a cape, right? Right, Kim? So I, I downloaded this Batman game. Um, oh, it's a free roaming one. Like, I, I'm blank. God, it's not Batman, it's not Arkham Asylum. I think it's Batman Arkham City, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, so I've got I'm, that one. Do you have that one? Yeah, and I haven't I haven't had a chance. like I didn't download it. I've got it for the Xbox. Oh, okay, right on. So yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's a really good, it's a really cool game. I mean, I, that, that Arkham Asylum was awesome. Yeah, I like that. It was game like a lot. what a what a cool concept. And I'm not a first person shooter guy, but mm-hmm. just because I'm like ah, ah, ah I can't, you know, I got to go third person. But maybe I'm just old. That's why. But and you like <laughs> you play you play them. But I, I I'm, um, I'm a video gamer, dude. Yeah, I just don't like really hard games. That make me want to throw the controller, but right. Oh, I'm a gamer, dude. That's why I need a new game. I've just been playing NHL uh, 2019. I think is the one I'm, I have. Or 2020. No, 2020. I have the yeah. Anyway, I've just playing all that. I hockey. It's like I, I play a video game pretty much every night before I go to bed, or if I need a break from drawing, I go down and I'll I'll uh, I'll play a video game. Kind of gets my mind cleared from that, and then I come up and continue on with my my gigs that I'm drawing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I've switched over. So I'm starting Batman after tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Uh, my hockey's uh i gotta give the hockey a break <laughs> i was uh yeah i've got nhl going on mine at home and i got a season going i wish you could play box from like i wish i could not bring i wish i could play it online somehow that would still tie in and i could play some some of these guys on this tour a lot of cool stuff that they travel with matt the singer from trivium who i'm hoping to have on this show soon um mm-hmm. great guy great gamer huge twitcher and uh does a lot of time mm-hmm. on there and he um, 
that guy is, you know, travels with a really great remote system. When he's not on stage, he's Call of Duty all day. Oh, wow. And okay. he's got just the fans are following him and, 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 you know, doing all that. And really, really kind of like I, he's the first uh, musician. And this is funny because, we, you know, we've only been shut down for 19 months. But in that time, I mean, this guy, I, I see him, he's literally online. He's either streaming rehearsal, streaming the uh, sound check, streaming them just walking around, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He's the first one that I've seen sort of in this level where the guy is just consistently online driving those fans. And uh, it was really cool to see. So um, uh, he's a massive gamer, too. And he's a first person shooter guy. And he's always, cool. you know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a big thing. I wish I could play them out here on the road a little bit more, but I'm going to bring something extra with me to, and I just uh, have to travel see, light. I also have to travel light. Yeah. yeah. In my office, I have, I just see Kim's talking about the Atari games in my, I have all those. Like I've got the Atari Woody. I've got the Atari. Uh, that's the one with the wood top. I have the Atari Darth Vader, which is all black. And I have, oh man, I have like all the Inten- Nintendos except for the GameCube and the new, yeah. new like Twitch. But um, I have a Nintendo and it's one of those emulators and it's got like, 700 games in it and i just got it plugged into a monitor in my office there and it's so friggin' rad and it's got all the classic games I, i'm a galaga i just love taking a break to and playing some galaga yars revenge yars revenge is a great atari game and that's funny because i found oh if i was in my office um a comic book that came with the uh yars revenge uh i remember that i remember oh, that so cool yeah the funny thing about the atari games is you had these extravagant covers that the artwork was fantastic and then you play the game it's like hey but you know what's funny? You got um, there's a big Yars Revenge video game. Um, I don't know when you went to the movies last. I think you went and saw Free Guy, right? No, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, okay, so um, the there's like in the the movie theater they got all the video games and they have like Space Invaders, but they have the big it's a giant wall where you you play like Pac Man or Space Invaders or Yars Revenge. And, That's um, awesome! It's the coolest thing, and no one can get anyone off Yars Revenge. They just consistently. Yeah, I can know. see that. Did you ever play? I mean, we all loved Contra. What, did you like play Contra? No, I wasn't a big Contra fan. Because that game, they've just re- con- reinvented again. Mm-hmm. Which I That's think side is, scroller, right? Like you're the ship on the side. Kind of uh, no, Yars Revenge is the two soldiers. No, 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 Contra. Contra. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, yeah, Contra. Is it side scroller. Well, yeah, you got your two your two um, soldiers, and you run to the left or run yes. to the right, and Constantly you can't go right, you yeah. can't go back, and then you can go up, and you can go to the side, and then they've recreated it a few times, mm-hmm. um, and I guess they're recreating it again, and it's ah. supposed to be badass. So, uh, speaking of video games, check this out. Uh, here's something for you kiddos at home. So, uh, the AEW. Um, is doing all the things that WWE is not doing. It seems yeah, it so. Basically, there it's like I almost feel like Tony Khan's got like a checklist, and he's like, "What are all the things that Vince McMahon won't give the fans or hasn't mm. done over the last, you know, whatever?" Mm-hmm. And um, and one of those things properly is giving, um, you know, uh, Owen Hart his due, and or at least I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of controversy around that, and I know that um, his wife. Is uh, late, is um is holding it up because you know rightfully so. I mean, she's like, I don't want anything to do with WWE anymore. That but, says um, a lot that if she's willing to do this with the AEW because she's right, awesome, right. So they're adding, so they're doing like an Owen Hart um tournament, which is uh really cool. They're doing like an Owen Hart uh t- tournament for 
like basically went out to Owen Hart Trophy, kind of like WWE does with the Andre the Mar- uh, Andre the Giant Memorial thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the Andre at WrestleMania, so that's kind of cool. And then they're gonna put him in the video game. They're putting him in the AEW video game, which oh, is that's amazing. Be, which is supposed to be really great. Like, I mean, that's that game, really cool. Everyone's raving about the game and how good it's gonna be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very That's cool. cool. Sorry, I'm just my phone's just going on fire here for one second. That's all right. Um, okay, there we go. You know what? The, the, here, I saw that that Owen Hart had something going on with AEW, and that's fantastic. That's really good. And and uh, so now they'll probably have him and his brother in the AEW game now. Or I bet you. Um, well, Brett was the one. Brett brought the Brett was the one that introduced the AEW World Title. Oh, when right, they right. when they brought that out, people forget Brett was the one that actually brought that out. But oh. I I don't know. I mean, it certainly seems. I mean, and I'm going to work a little hard on seeing if if we can get them for this show because I don't ever lean on my friend relationships in that regard for stuff per se. But I definitely would love to talk to him and just get his take. I mean, I think Brett's actually stopped doing a lot of podcasts because he just gets misquoted and shit. And, mm. and then it's just after he does a podcast, it's just it's like the wrestling world melts down. Right. For a couple of days, right? <laughs> he went after Seth Rollins for injuring Sting. He went, he went after yeah. you know, he, whatever. And uh, I think well, tell him to come on, and we won't talk about wrestling. We'll yeah, that's what I was going to say. We we'll just won't because he's a big comic guy. We just won't talk wrestling. But I do want to get his take on on that. So maybe we can get him um, uh, somewhere in the beginning of season two here somewhere. So I might, uh, yeah. I might try to reach out there and say hello. So what do you think there? You wanna, I'd like that. You know, and that'd be all right. So, anyways, that's very cool. Um, you know, I actually, um, um, yeah. So it's. A, I was reaching out to Mike. I think I was going to get Mike to weigh in a little bit on some wrestling stuff, but I don't know if he's going to be able to join us today. He was kind of tied up in the studio doing some stuff, so we'll leave it for now. Maybe tie tie some wrestling stuff at the end. But what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Watching lots of horror movies. It's been great. I love watching horror movies. So I so I'm working. What am I working on? I'm working on issue. Five of Skeletron, which is going great. Issue two still available. Um, some issues of that. So issue three will be popping out soon. But I'm working on. Uh, I got a, a commission. I'm working on. It's a fairly large one. So that's been keeping most of my drawing going on. But I'm watching horror movies and stuff, and I love it. Um, I'm like the expert of the, the movie The Shining. Um, if yeah. you, <laughs> there's so many, <laughs> excuse me, subtle little things in that movie, man. Like there's one scene where uh, the wife. Uh, Wendy is confronting Jack and he's at his typewriter and they're talking about something. If you look behind Jack, there is a table there and then it goes to Wendy, goes back to Jack and then the scene, the table's gone and then you come back to the scene again and the table's there. And this is all in like a few seconds, right? And if you know anything about uh, Stanley Kubrick, everything in that shot is supposed to be in that shot. There's nothing put in there by accident. That's why he's such a genius and why that movie is so amazing. So that's just one of the things that was so amazing out of that movie. I could do like a, I want to do like a breakdown of the whole uh, the the whole movie, like for a, a seminar for the the film festival here or something, you know. Um, when the uh, elevators open and all the blood comes gushing out in the bottom left, watch for it. There's a body there. Watch for it. It's there. It's there. Who's the body? I don't know, man. You tell me. That's the thing. Like I don't know. There's lots of theories. There's lots of theories. Um, another one, keep your eye open for all those little bears. And we know what happens. That You know what that costume bear is doing to that guy at the very end? He's going down on him, right? And he gets up and it's a costume bear. Yeah. If you watch through that movie, there are bears put in there at precise moments. 
it's so cool and it just goes all through and it puts another spin on possibly what's going on behind the scenes um and possibly in jack's mind and it's just i could break down that movie in, in, in so many little like starting from the beginning like okay pause here and then da, 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 da. um there's the guy they bring in hey this is bill when when jack goes in for his first interview for the shine for the the building there right yeah um the guy says hey so i'm blah 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 and i run the show da 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 uh here's bill who the hell is bill and he, <laughs> and he just he, they never say who bill is and he they, he follows them around through their through their uh the whole thing yeah bill will do this bill will tell you this here's bill and bill's just kind of walked looking at him like Mm-hmm. I'm Bill, but you got to watch Bill's demeanor. And there's another thing that I discovered. They don't, and this is from researching other. I don't. I didn't come up with all these. Some of them I've noticed, um, and some of them I've seen from other viewers who are I, I watch and who I talk to. Um, and that Bill one's great. Yeah, Lonnie knows real creepy stuff hidden in the Shining. Because and uh, oh, there's so much though, dude. There's so much more I could go over with the Shining, the mirrors. Oh my God, like the mirrors. Watch the movie and pay attention to the mirrors. It's amazing how many things uh, you can see in there. So I, I, The Shining is like, and the funny thing about The Shining is it's my my go-to feel-good movie or creative movie. You know what I mean? Like, like I love having The Shining on and doing some artwork. That's like, you know, that's when I'm when I'm really in the zone. I'll put The Shining on. Kubrick and just Kubrick just announced that, uh, or there was something that just came out about Kubrick. Hey, it's uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Oh, how are you, hey. buddy? It just uh, Kubrick just came out with a thing about, or there was a, 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 a release about him. Uh, well, he's dead now. I know, but there was a, a, a <laughs> so, so, no, something has surfaced about him, you know, in the moon landing and all that shit. Oh yeah, well, and the whole thing so, in The Shining with the the, yeah. the the shirt, like it's, it's it's The Shining is is my favorite movie of all time. To me, it's genius. Yeah. It's just and and, every, and if, if you talk to somebody and get a theory and watch the movie with that theory in your noggin, you're like, whoa, that's what it's about. And then you hear another theory, but you watch the movie again and have that theory in your mind, you're like, oh no, that's what it's about. But it's all these different things, and it's fantastic, brilliant, brilliant movie. So I've been watching horror movies, The Shining, and just being inspired because I'm trying. I have this part in the story where it's got to be really scary and evil, and I'm trying to come up with something different. I even watched that movie, The Leprechaun, with Jennifer Anderson. Anderson <laughs> she was in there. I, I, I got up one morning and said, ah, "I'll put that on." That was actually really funny, man. That that is a funny movie. That is a very funny movie. But I didn't get any inspiration for my story with it. Whenever I hear uh, whenever I hear Leprechaun, all I think of is Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live, I think it was, where he's doing, and the Leprechaun. <laughs> and the Leprechaun. Yeah. Well, Mike's here. Mike. Hey, Hi. Mike. Sorry, guys. We were talking wrestling, but since you're, uh, since you're here dropping SNL bombs, we've got to go here then. Oh, so we got to go with the loss of Norm MacDonald. We're just kind of, me- we're just, this is like the season two preview show. We're just kind of messing around with some stuff that we might want to talk about this season and a couple other things. But of course there's the news of the week and the week, last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, the passing of Norm uh, MacDonald, which uh, totally sucks. It's and- not as much the shame, but the anal rape. Oh. Don't you remember that scene? It's like right. the best scene ever. He's standing there, jail, and he's just like, disgusting. Is this dirty work that you're talking yeah, about? He's yeah. holding his yeah. pants up. He's in jail. He's like, you know, disgusting. It's not as much the trust, but not the anal rape. <laughs> the delivery. His delivery is great, right? He just it seemed like attorney standing there going. People, and I think the, the thing that like anything when someone passes, all the shit you have never seen before surfaces. Yeah. So. Him on, like, he was a consistent guest on Conan, so there's, like, all that awkward shit that he would, you know, some of those guests go on those late night shows, and they, you know, they um, they kind of make it their own. Like, you know, Don Don Rickles used to go on, 
you know, all the time and just make things uncomfortable or someone would go on Letterman and just be a certain way. And now Will Ferrell's that guy. When Will Ferrell goes on, it's just anarchy. And even John Cena, when he goes on, it's kind of a, a different thing. But Norm would go on Conan's show and just it would just be like <laughs> he would tell this super dry joke and the crowd is trying to laugh, but they don't know if it's funny. But it's just Norm. Yeah. Just yeah, like literally. when I said it, when I repeated it, he was like, uh. Yeah, I know. But it's his his delivery, and I used to. I mean, Norm's delivery. It's funny. um, Somebody, uh, a a voice friend of mine. He, we we talk about impressions, and some people do Norm impressions. And I know, um, who was it? It wasn't Sandler that did it, but they they played uh, somebody doing an impression of, of Norm. If you notice, Norm falls in the range of like a Christian Slater kind of slowed down, and not quite as low as Jay Baruchel. But right. it's that saying <laughs> and <you talk laughs> like this and it's the moth. Yeah. It's, but anyway, I love Norm. Going down the rabbit hole on YouTube has been such a, a joy and a treat to uh to see some of the uh, the appearances he's had on late night. And uh even, you know, playing back some of the SNL uh weekend update stuff. When he used to like skewer the OJ trial stuff, man, that was just brilliant. Well, the best part about that too was that the the guy, like the executive at SNL at the time, Don Olmeyer, was a huge friend. Was a friend of OJ's, so yeah. he kept saying, "You can't talk about OJ anymore." And so then there's that whole clip of of, of Norm being like. He would deliver the news and then do a one liner about OJ at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like you know. When you kill your wife and you to get away with it, right? And then they would do, and it was just, and eventually he was fired. And I just, I remember it happened so suddenly, and I was like, why? Yeah. This just he? in: OJ is still guilty. <laughs> yeah, just random stuff. But uh, speaking of of obscure, weird Norm Macdonald uh, appearances, and this is one that my wife Carolyn pointed out that we might need to ask Todd Kearns about because Norm shows up in an Age of Electric video. Ah. And it's a clip of Norm, but there's this crazy backstory behind it that it was a movie that Norm did in college that was like some sort of an adult-type themed film. It's at the very, very beginning of uh, Remote Control, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is crazy, crazy. You know, and, and people forgot he was Canadian, too. Yeah, you know, a lot of people forget that he's Canadian. You know what I mean? So it's uh, he never got his due. I I did a show for him years ago, and I was talking about it with my friend uh, Aaron Chapman, who was at the show. Really, here's here's like you know most comedians. uh, I don't know if you guys know any, but most comedians generally live a relatively quiet, uh, you know, life. Like where you know, and there's a certain amount of like. What do they get? The they get the. There's a certain amount of turmoil that goes on with them. Like they're alone. They're they're searching. They're, they're, they're searching tortured, for laughs all the time. Tortured, there's tortured uh, artists. Yeah, or, and they're uh, they're constantly going like they're alone yeah. and they're doing you know this and that this and that. So I'll give you a thing. So the other day I was in New York City. I think we talked about this last week. I was in New York City on September 11th. So really heavy day. Really heavy day. Spent the day kind of just taking it in. You know, I even went to Staten Island for coffee just because I was like, <laughs> like you know, I wanted to get a look at what that looked like. Um, 
And uh, so my buddy Craig Gass was in town, and we were playing, oh, and, right. and he played at the uh, the comic strip, and you see all the comedians on the wall, and he was, you know, and it was, and he played a show there, and then another show, and another show. He played like four shows that night, you know, and they just bang around town. They just go around town, go around town, go around town. But and then New York, you can do that, but in Vancouver, you do the show, and then that's that's it. You don't really do any more shows. You just do that one show that you do, and then then there's not really a late night place that you can go. And I remember being downstairs and. And um, so Norm has got a joke about Hitler's dog. <laughs> and the joke is that, and I won't tell it, I'm just going to, the punchline basically is that Hitler's dog is the only thing on the world that's excited to see him come home from work. Right. Right? So picture, I don't know if you can do like the, you know, if you can do a Norm, Mike, but it would be basically like the dog comes home and, and the dog comes running up and like someone would, would meet their dog, Right. And so Norm delivers it like, you know, like Norm does, like, oh, there's my, there's my there's dog. There's my dog. He's coming. Uh, look at him coming over. And <laughs> look at him just running. He's running up over. And the dog's so me. excited to He's see so him. so excited, yeah. Yeah, to, so excited <laughs> to see him. And so that was like a whole bit. And, 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 and like he's literally like downstairs and he looks at me and he looks at Aaron Chapman and he goes, what what'd you think of that Hitler's dog joke? <laughs> Deliver that line, Mike. You seem to do a good one. So, yeah. uh. So Brent, what did uh, what did you think of the Hitler's dog joke? That's yeah. right, and I was like, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, it was pretty funny. He goes, yeah, that one. No, he actually went the other way. He's like, that one, that one splits the room. You know, <laughs> he was doing that, and then he's like, so what are you doing now? Let's go for sushi. And I was like, I don't like sushi, but let's go. Like, fuck, the, you know, it's normal. And when do you get that opportunity? And Aaron Chapman, uh, my buddy, who is a local historian in Vancouver, came along, and it was just this weird, like. He was he's alone in a town and he's like he loves just hanging out with people and that's what a lot of comedians do. But it also speaks to what kind of guy this guy was. Yeah, you know and I mean? was I'm so thrilled that um, we got to see him when he played uh, the Falls View Casino uh, a couple of years ago, and it was it was everything you expected it to be. Like I again growing up on SNL, I loved Norm Macdonald and and you know when you finally go see their stand-up and you, you, you you've got expectations and and norm totally delivered and killed and it's yeah it's the way he told his story the the best one is is the moth joke that yeah uh, he just told it on conan yeah and that the audience is trying to figure out if they're supposed to laugh or not <laughs> but but you can see it's it's the the interplay between him and conan like it's it's almost like you can see norm's mind going through like he's he knows the joke he's but he's he's making it seem like you know he's just he's pulling things out like the names and then you know and conan's just going along and he knows where this is is going to wind up and then he hits the punchline and it's just like it's brilliant it's brilliant so that's you know and that's a style chris who's your favorite stand-up comedian oh man i was what's your style well, yeah, I like Mitch so Hedberg, Mitch, man. I like Mitch Hedberg. Okay, great. so Craig Craig was Mitch's roommate. Well, oh, and no that's that, and Craig Gas. I yeah. need. He was on one of my favorite shows of all time. I love watching it in the morning. Still do. Watch Sex it in today. the City. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, King, King of Queens. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I right wanted. Right. To, I would love to know because I there's such rumors about Kevin James. Like you can't even look him in the eye, like you know, and talk to him. I just wonder if there's he had like a douchebag story about Kevin James. So the randomness of Craig Gas. Let me tell you something. So he's been on everything. It's pretty wild. So Craig, he was, well, he, he was he, really funny on there too. So a couple of things. So we've we've known each. We ran into. This is funny. So you've all got those random people that you probably run into. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So Adam was that for me. And then I, then Mike and I, Mike and I just say, hey, we just had our 10th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, Happy, anniversary right. Happy anniversary, buddy. So I ran into Mike, uh, ran into Mike, ran into Adam. And then it was like this random kind of thing. Craig, I was doing, an, uh, I was working a new kids on the block show and Craig was there. Okay. And I've got a whole bunch of stories about that show just on its own, but let alone Craig was there and he's like, Hey, do you know how I can come up to Canada and do some shows? And I was like, sure. I said, I can book them for you. I'll, I'll do them. So I ended up forming a relationship with him. He came, he stayed at the house. We've literally been texting today talking about the CDs that he still has in my house and we're trying to get them to him in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure out how to, he's got, he's on the road all the time. Now, a couple of things. Um, we randomly run into each other. So uh, he was ba- backstage at New York uh, on Corn and Allison Chains. He happened to be in uh, uh, Seattle when I was doing a show there the other day. He was in New York on September 11th. We just happened to be in these random kind of towns. And he's like, you know, just constantly moving around doing shows. He ch- he's back on Howard Stern. He just landed the Howard Stern show again, and uh, which was great. And um, he's a really, just a really great, friendly dude. And he tells a great Kevin James story, Chris, like uh, about being on that show and everything. And plus he was on with Ben Stiller, uh, Jerry Stiller, right. And, mm-hmm. and Ben Stiller's dad and everything. He's a really good guy. Um, he's a fan. He's a friend of the Blundell network. He's a friend of, of Dean's and stuff. So you got to get him on the show. I here, think we're going to try to get him on great. season two here for sure. And we'll ask him all those shows, but he's that <laughs> random dude that I, it's like, where am I? I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Craig's getting a sandwich. Oh, hey, Craig. Like, you know, it's just how that <laughs> oh, kind of goes. Are. Are there you are. I was wondering when I ran bizarre. But that's that awesome. style, anyways, Chris, that, what, the reason I was asking about this style, so Mitch Hedberg has Mitch that deli- has that, Hedberg, that kind man. of delivery, same like kind of Stephen Wright. Yes. And, um, and I guess um, the question is, like, is that the kind of delivery that you like as a comedian? Are you old school Carlin style? Because cause yeah. Norm kind of pulls, you know, dare I say Cosby, but Cosby will tell <laughs> a 20 minute joke and then drop the punchline. Right. And a lot of guys love that delivery. And I think Norm was was kind of in that world a bit. Chris, are you in that world or what kind well, of I like comedian? All, if, if it's funny, I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not really picky when it comes to comedy. I'd, I'd say I'm probably more picky when it comes to horror movies than I am and right. Marvel <laughs> movies than I am to com- you know, comedy yeah. guys. Um, it's funny. Well, mentioning Saturday Night Live, um, again, you know, working on a project and just wanting to watch something. So live TV, my wife threw on uh, Saturday Night Live because the Foo Fighters are going to be on. There was a repeat program, I believe, right? And Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle was hosting. And we were in tears laughing at it. Man, it was funny. It was so funny. I, I, Dave Chappelle was writing a lot of it, I think, um, and the stuff he was in. But, man, I, it was some good stuff on there. I was impressed. I, I didn't know if it was funny anymore. I probably haven't watched Saturday Night Live in uh, over five years, you know. And, uh, of course, the Foo Fighters were really good on there as well. But uh, I thought it was great. I everybody on it was hilarious, man. Really funny. Yeah, Chappelle, Chappelle's another one of those great stand-ups, which it's – I go back when I was a kid. One of the first comedy albums that I ever had was George Carlin's "A Place for My Stuff." Yeah, I, that me too, man. That was brilliant, huh? And I mean, I think that corrupted me, uh, <laughs> you know. And then again, going down the George Carlin, uh, you know, sort of rabbit hole as, as years went on. Uh, Norm's delivery to what you're saying, Brent. Yeah, the, the storytelling. But I think with Norm, though, it's 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 the awkwardness of the storytelling that right. that makes it funny because you you almost get a sense that he's he's literally you know doing an aristocrats uh, yeah aristocrats joke every time where he's just he's making it wilder and wilder and wilder because the punchline is sometimes just pedestrian but it's the lead up to the punchline that makes the punchline funnier and i will say for norm did you guys ever catch his netflix show yeah it was that great he had on 
brilliant. And I, again, you know, we talk about Norm being Canadian. I always loved the tribute at the end of those episodes where he would sing the Wayne and Schuster song <laughs> that they used to sing out of, of their shows. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a that was a sucky one uh, to, to find out about. And, and I mean, kudos to him for uh, I mean, if you want to call it kudos for not mentioning his his cancer diagnosis all these years like ten, almost 10 years mm-hmm. and because there would be like the norm mcdonald farewell tour and everyone yeah, would do this yeah. and get emotional and blah 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 and he just it was almost like no one knew it was and almost think, like like conan didn't know or Kimmel, yeah. no one knew you know? and i and i think you know going back and you know i i would hear him on stern a lot and and yeah you you go back and you listen to some of that now and you're like man how did you you know how did you do it and mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if that's if that's a tortured comic thing or or just you realized, you know, it's you, you want to be funny. You don't you don't want to be sort of almost like eulogized while still alive type thing. And, and yeah. sort of that uncomfortable. I just thing. talked to Craig. Craig's at um, Guns and Roses in Minneapolis. So he's like another down the road. So we'll get him. We'll get him for season two, and we'll have lots to talk about yeah. when it comes to that. Hey, um, so Mike, before we were getting in there, I don't know what kind of time you have. We're just kind of yeah. banging out a quick episode here, but yeah. Um, um, th- there's, you know, there's been some wrestling news yeah, a little bit. I, and you um, guys talked a little bit about it. Holy it, AEW, man. Wow. Jeez Louise. So we were talking yeah. about the, the Owen thing a little bit and how. Which is uh, awesome. My, Amazing. my, my Amazing. thing, I feel yeah. like it's like my only point to that is it just feels like Tony's got a list of all the things that WWF has fucked up and he's just scratching them off and trying to make it right. So he's like the yeah. Owen, you know, like I understand the Owen Hart there's legal legalese going on there with his yeah. wife and stuff like that. But it's just, it's like, it's really nice to kind of see that plus, 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 plus all the yeah. shit that's going on. You know? Well, as, as far as low and hard stuff goes, you know, it's, I think it's amazing. Um, the dude was phenomenal. I mean, anybody that's ever followed uh, the sport and followed the Hart family and followed Owen's life, yeah, I mean the guy was he was aces, and I mean Adam still you know he tells uh, amazing stories about you know his time, you know working against uh, Owen, and he was in the tag match, the last tag match uh, against Owen and Jeff Jarrett, um, yeah, you know before he passed, and I think it's amazing. I know a lot of people are are, are looking at Tony Khan saying you know this is, it's the constant sort of like, f you to Vince McMahon, and let's be honest. Uh, Martha Hart was never going to do anything with the WWE uh, with regards to Owen. Yeah. Uh, that was never going to happen. I don't, no. you know, as, as much as everybody would have loved to have seen him enshrined in the Hall of Fame, that was never going to happen um, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And I say kudos to Mark Henry for, I think he was he was the beginning of the, the, the bridge building between uh, Martha and, uh, and Tony Khan and yeah. AEW for this. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he said in his speech, you know, he, he really wanted to see Owen, you know, recognized and, and not forgotten. And, you know, so many people loved him and, and loved what he, what he did. Um, this is amazing. And, you know, it just, part of it, you want, you know, that it's 95%. It's, it's all good intentions, but I'm sure there's a small percentage where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to shove it down your throat, Vince. You messed up the business. Uh, we're going to fix it. it. You know what is Tony Khan is the Tony Khan is the uh, John Favreau <laughs> of the wrestling business. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a fun, it's a, but he's fun a fan. It would be watch, like you man. and me. It'd be like, uh, like us yeah. starting a wrestling company and going, all right, yeah. what are all the things? 
What do you think, Chris, on that side? Well, I, I, I think it's funny that we started our show kind of around when AEW just started too, and yeah. we were talking about how, man, what, you know, watch this, watch this company, watch mm-hmm. these guys go, man, they're going to be amazing. And I met, we started, it was like Jericho was the champion at this time when we were first starting to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, there was, and COVID was hit, so there were the matches. There was nobody at these matches that uh, they kept it going, and they kept bringing in other wrestlers too, which which slowly um, gained more respect from me. I, and the matches they had, but I also liked the way they were giving the uh, the jobbers. I don't know if they call them jobbers anymore, but the newer <laughs> wrestlers, you know, enhancement uh, talent is I the enhancement talent. I liked the way they, they were they were they were treating them too. They were give, they were getting some good matches in there. <laughs> Barry Horowitz, there. Barry <laughs> Horowitz, man. Um, but I, it was funny though because we called it on here that AEW was going to be huge. Yeah. We called, I, remember, I remember thinking Sting's coming. It was like, is he coming? He's like, yeah, there he is. And Sting came there. I, I heard that Mark Henry j- is just leaving now, or just left, like today. No, he's just. I think commentary. he's off. The, I think he's off the commentary. Yeah, he's off the commentary. And uh, oh, I forget Ricky the guy's Starks. Name. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it. um, uh, they they're doing great things. Uh, I I will say that. Um, and I had this, I had this sort of mini discussion with Jimmy Corderas uh, about, yeah, about AEW. Uh, yeah. yeah, former former sports entertainment referee Jimmy Corderas. Uh, we got to get him on this. What a great dude! Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and and he was talking about the whole you know AEW and 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 what they're doing. And I said, well, here's and the fact that WWE seems to have been crapping the bed in certain areas of of the business. And I said, well, this I equated to to, to the broadcasting business. Um, you know, when I, I was in radio and I'm sure, you know, most of the, the former radio folk, uh, on the Dean Blundell network will, you know, remember hearing things like your P1s. You want to, you always want to appease and appeal to your P1s because they're your core. Those are your hardcore, um, audience, uh, members, listeners mm-hmm. who are there for you through thick and thin. They're the ones that are going to go out and, and sing your praises and uh, and bring in potentially new people. They're the ones that'll stand around the water cooler and and talk you up when times are good and when times are bad. The problem with the WWE is that their P1s or their core audience are wrestling fans. And what does Vince McMahon not want? Wrestling fans. Wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're you're essentially trying to change your business model and change you know it's it's a wholesale change so what tony khan did is he realized we're in the business of professional wrestling and the p1s your core audience the ones the same ones that were hardcore nwo fans in the 90s are now in their 40s with kids um WWE is not appealing to them. It's it's the same as um, you know soft rock radio stations uh, still trying to appease the sixty and seventy year olds <laughs> and wondering why they're not getting any younger. Well, because the soccer moms they don't want to listen to a lot of the soft pap. They want you know they want to feel hip too. So you program to those core audiences and then you will bring the young and you were going to start getting a buzz which is what AEW has done they've got the hardcore wrestling fans uh, who are now in turn sort of spreading the word you're getting celebrities uh making appearances now which is an old wwe trick that uh and they're bringing in another you know sort of Mm -hmm. a different audience i think that 
I think the comparison WWE right now is almost like the music industry was in the early 2000s. When Napster was coming on, when streaming was, was starting to take shape, the, the, the music industry didn't think that technology was going to be something that would uh, not necessarily make them obsolete. They just ignored it. They just, yeah. yeah, well, they ignored it, and, and yeah. they didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it turned out to be. I think that's the same thing. And who knows? Maybe Vince McMahon with NBC now and the potential of maybe Disney, uh, you know, buying, you know, WWE at some point. I, I don't think it's about wrestling we need a, anymore. It's about they, entertainment. We need a it's Dark Side of the Ring just on Vince McMahon. That's what's going to come next. Dark Side of the Ring, Vince well, McMahon edition, and we'll be like, oh, my God. I, I'm curious to see if Dark Side of the Ring is going to go past season three. <laughs> we're going to add a little something here. The Plane gonna... Ride from Hell mm. episode has yeah. caused quite the ripples. Wow. And just wait till the Vince McMahon steroid trial episode at the end of the season. I think that's going to... Yeah, it's not it's not been a good time for, you know, the WWE. Uh, it's past sort of coming to light now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a it's been a pretty rough. Well, I want to go there. I want to go there, yeah, I wanna go there now. I want to go there now, Mike, because there's been some news. So there obviously we know it was only a matter of time before the Me Too movement made itself to wrestling. Uh oh. And I don't believe that we are free and clear of that anymore and unfortunately you know the, the interesting part is i don't i'm not sure why this story didn't get more play when espn did their 30 for 30 on rick flair but right. for whatever reason the dark side of the ring brought this stuff out and listen we all know hockey player friends baseball like we all know people that, that you know that are in a group setting with the, the boys club and all the rest of it i mean the the culture has changed in the world now but i mean in the eight in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and all the rest of it it was still fucking summer camp and you know anarchy and i'm sure you know i don't want to get too much into the minutiae of it because we you know there's we have connections to that world so we'll just leave it more of a well, what's a, rick flair a, saying a, today I, I just saw that he was he, he made he an opinion he made it he made a, a thing saying i've laid out every single thing that i've ever done on e i gave aespn full access to everything of my life they spun it into a fucking whatever garbage piece because one of the things they didn't do though was talk about me being malicious i'm not this is just summing up the quote was basically like i've right. never i've never been i've never done anything without permission i've never cornered a woman blah 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 so then okay. tommy goes and makes the statement saying you know it's going to be you know it's it it was sort of yeah, he, his statement was a little bit aloof. I don't know why. Hmm. No, what, what did he say? I didn't hear what his statement. What did Tommy Dreamer Tommy say? Tommy was he. He had some comments in the show. Watch the episode. Yeah, uh, okay. watch the he had, episode. He had some comments in the show, and Impact basically suspended him. It's kind Ooh. of an interesting one. Um, and it wasn't. Did you feel Mike like he was justifying Rick, or was it just a statement about what was going on? You know. <sighs> See, it's tread lightly. Just walk. Just walk. See, the now line. you gotta tell me what he, you gotta say. What he said. What did he say? The I'll bring it up. Hold on. The, you the do your thing. Oh, okay. The interview did not. Uh, it it did not fare well for for Tommy. Oh. And uh, again, this this whole dark side of the ring episode, the plane ride from hell, for for wrestling fans has been known and been told many 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 years. Like mm -hmm. there's for for most that are that are sort of in the know, there was nothing new that came to light outside of um, the um, the flight attendant talking about uh, 
Ric Flair and, and what he, uh, I, I have to say allegedly because mm -hmm. I wasn't there. So right. uh, what allegedly did. And judging by how how it has affected her and some of her comments, uh, clearly there, there, I would think, has been something. Uh, and it was it was kind of it was heartbreaking and and it brings back that whole you know some of some of these people that you idolized growing up and and now you kind of see again the dark side mm -hmm. um it's it's really kind of it's it's kind of sad and depressing and I, i'd like to hope and i'd like to think and judge judging by some of the uh you know the people that i know that have sort of come up over the years um, it's a different. It's a different mindset. If it's, it's a different breed, well, it has to be uh, guys, nowadays. Guys reels. like you know, you know, uh, Xavier Woods and, and Adam Cole and uh, Kofi and, and Big E, like Cesaro. These guys that are, you know, you watch their um, their da party, their uh, up up down down uh, YouTube channel. It's the gaming, the the Twitch streaming. Like it's so much fun. It's a different. It's a different breed. And you would like to think that this next generation, this sort of new generation, uh, is coming up in a better light and, and using their, uh, their time and their influence and, uh, you know, just being smarter the, about things. The new generation does seem to be taking a... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, some of it's, kind, you know, yeah. they're cutting Seinfeld episodes, they're cutting Office episodes. Some of it's good. Some, like, some, I'm saying that's, some of that's kind of like... It's all coming uh, on Netflix. I'm curious what they're going to keep on, on Netflix. Yeah, on that interesting. Side. But um, anyways, Chris, 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 he said, I just got, I won't get into the first part of it because it's a little graphic, but he basically right. said Ric Flair is being Ric Flair. He didn't, he's never, he's not going to try to impose any sexual stuff on anybody. He's just flaunting, styling and profiling. Everyone's going to laugh about it, but obviously somebody took offense, and he's like, if that's how she felt, maybe she should have not taken a payout and went to the full extent of the law and then put him in jail. So he basically saying she should, yeah. you know, you can't take the you can't take the payout and then come back and be like, oh, and he also did this. Um, I just saw that busted open suspended him too. I just yeah. saw that. I wow. didn't realize that too. So, yeah. um, but this is the trickle thing, and 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 I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think there's more to come uh, in this world. Uh, and this is maybe more of a season two dedicated episode chat, but <laughs> yeah. stuff that we can talk about in season two. But it, that you know, what industry hasn't been affected by this? Me too. And wrestling, for the most part, up until like even into the Me Too and during Me Too, everyone was just kind of like, ah, ha 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 ha, Ric Flair, ha ha ha. Yeah, That's right. not happening anymore. But well, I'm sure there's a guy on every football team. Like Gronk, or I'm not saying he's that guy. I'm sure there's a guy in every football team or every hockey team that's like, let's rock and rock. Woo, yeah. and, okay, well, know. let's, yeah. Moving on to another subject than sexual harassment. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just like, it's just one of those things where I, I think that um, there's more to come on that. But okay. to, Mike's point, to Mike's point, yeah, on the um, dark side of the ring. Yeah. Does yeah. it come back for season three? I don't know. It seems like or it's must watch four. now I or season, season four. four. It's must yeah. watch now, it seems. Uh, I, I, It'll be interesting to see what kind of um, uh, what yeah. kind of response they get when asking uh, former uh, superstars and, and wrestlers to be on the show. Yeah, uh, and I'm and I'm being serious. I I question how how willing some of these participants will be um, because of well, yeah, the, the almighty dollar does speak. Uh, and I bet you Vince pays a bunch of people over the next little bit that says, oh, you're not doing well? Here you go. 
Well, again, see, I want to see the I want to see the Vince McMahon dark side of the ring, man. Because I'd like to go yeah. back to when Jimmy Snooker was uh, well, uh, getting there in a lot a of movie, trouble. Uh, um, there's a movie that's being made yeah. uh, about yeah. Vince McMahon's life, and it's is it Bradley Cooper? That, no, um, yeah, Bradley Cooper. That would be funny to watch. Bradley I'm sure Cooper. they won't show anything that you yeah. know. They're well, not going to show like him, like him paying off the cops so that Jimmy Snooker doesn't get arrested it'll for be murdering the, a girl. It'll be the difference between what Sasha Baron Cohen's Freddie Mercury was supposed to be yeah. versus what uh, Rami Malek's, uh, uh, you know, and Queen's yeah. vision of Freddie. That's a We got to talk about um, in, in season two. We've got to talk about movies that were and then what they were, what they became. So yeah. like there was like the Queen movie with Sasha Baron Cohen, but then it was Rami Malek. Like some of these, I want to spend some time on that. So that's something that we can table uh, for everyone listening or watching. Uh, if you got, if you know of a story of a movie that, holy shit, I couldn't imagine that guy. Well, in that here's role. something I and this kind of blew my mind. We were talking sort of like the Star Wars reference earlier. Uh, blew my mind is, and I didn't know this, uh, that the reason that solo was was frozen in empire strikes back is because they didn't think he was coming back for return of the jedi um because he was doing raiders of the lost ark so they did that as a way to if he ain't coming back that's the end of him and i was like i had no idea and now i'm like damn that was chris can dive into that we also found out this week that george lucas's wife hates all the new movies but here's the funny thing (laughs) who cares what you who cares well, she edited she, the originals. She no, edited she, the originals. Oh, I'm just yeah, way, right, she did. <laughs> by the way, I, and as, I know as much as uh, Chris, I know how much you love Rise of Skywalker. Did you mm. see the robot chicken uh, clip that uh, they put out about, uh, I think it's for the, the upcoming season, where they do a scene between Palpatine and Rey sort of in parody? Uh, oh, no, I'd like to see oh, that. Oh, no. dude, look it up online. It's yeah, it it is right up your alley, and it's it makes fun, it pokes fun at, at how ridiculous uh, the whole story behind uh, how they did Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it was it was quite funny. I thought of you when I saw that. So. Nice. Well, that's, that's, it's, it's funny. Like like George Lucas. That thing about George Lucas's wife, though. It's like who cares? Like honestly, <laughs> is that like a huge like her opinion? Is that going to change everybody's view on those movies or something? I don't get that. I don't it's get why funny though. She that. made some points that you made. Well, yeah, but as a whole, the, the story. I know the movie. I dude, like you know, he's not good with female dialogue. I get that, but as a whole, the story works. You know what I mean? Like as a sure. whole, the story works, which I enjoy. I think I thought that was great, and I love the, the the way they brought Vader up in those. Oh, that was pretty good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But um, the better news is that my favorite Jedi of all time is coming out soon with his own series, and I can't wait to see that because apparently it's going to be really good. Yeah. So we're Larry, Vader, Star Larry, Va- Larry Vader, huh? Larry, Larry Vader, Vader cable guy, <laughs> Larry Vader. <laughs> yeah. Who's uh, your favorite? Who's your favorite? Go, Obi Wan. I just said it. Yeah, well, that's coming. Out. I mean, that's going to be that. We got to be close to getting a, a trailer for that. Yeah, the Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, he just said the, the the filming is wrapped up for it. Yeah. So Obi Wan will be coming out in there, and it's nothing like the movies he says, which yeah. uh, you know, a different take on it will be great as well. But we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to see some backstories on Obi Wan, which is spectacular. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of these again. They're going on in the comic books. What was Mike was mentioning about Han Solo being in Carbonite? 
Um, they got this whole story of the War of the Bounty Hunters where it, the, it wasn't from point A to point B with uh, Han Solo. What a great story. Um, the bounty hunters all steal, like some bounty hunters get a hold of a Han Solo at one point. Um, at one point, the, the uh, Darth Vader steps in. Oh, just, the storyline is fantastic. It's, that could have been a really good movie in itself. It's what happened with Han Solo from point A to point B to getting a job of the hut. Uh, really good storytelling. Some of these comics. Him building houses. You know, <laughs> it's amazing. like a space, a space age version of uh, Weekend at Bernie's. They keep, <laughs> they keep toting around Frozen Han. You know? well, the, 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 so the cool thing is, so it goes back to, remember when uh, Buddy got his head cut off there? Yeah. Uh, Django, Django got his head cut off and Boba watched, right? Yeah. So they there's a, a scene where uh, Boba Fett has to go back to that big area with the... Uh, the contest going on so he has to enter in there and, and to make up some money to get to get back on the road or whatever he's doing and he takes everybody takes out is, is a decapitation and and the guy yeah. who's hosting goes hey our newcomer sure does like decapitations <laughs> Gee, and just all why. builds back to that same yeah. storyline yeah so I'm, I'm diving in too much nerd stuff you guys go back to the, the assaults uh, no we're talking <laughs> okay. i can't wait there's so much star wars stuff coming sorry about that yeah <laughs> and the book of boba fett uh early word is that it is going to uh rock uh so and i don't know if you if you heard this but uh apparently it was in the news that john favreau is is pushing back a little bit against disney now that he's uh he's basically telling them to like hey step off let me handle the mandalorian and and the the star wars stuff going forward like don't i think i think some cooks are getting in the kitchen uh, which is ironic with yeah. a you know because Favreau is such a great chef, uh, yeah, and and I think I think there's a, a little bit of worry that uh, that Disney is is possibly starting to um, I don't know make their opinions a little more known and uh, putting a little pressure on things. So we there. may get Jar Jar Banks. I don't know uh, if there's a good merchandising opportunity, uh, but. Um, yeah, there's uh, the the upcoming the upcoming Disney stuff looks looks great for the Star Wars stuff. And uh, did you guys touch on Marvel at all uh, in, before I hopped on? Not yet. I mean, Chris, uh, I was we talked a little bit last week or when it, like a week guess about a week and a half okay. ago, whenever we were about Shang Chi and stuff like that. And okay. then of course we had a, a, a brief discussion at the beginning about how Batman would annihilate Spider Man, but. Which I, made I was me just happy. gonna say, Chris, I, I, have have you been? <laughs> I was enjoying... just trying to get off the politics to bring up the Spider Man yeah. and Batman. Have, That's the only reason I brought that up. Have you have you been enjoying anymore. Have you been enjoying What If? Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. The comic book's awesome. Um, I did a yeah. deep dive into that into one of my videos there. But yeah, the, the What Ifs is a whole thing too. Where if I start talking about it, it's gonna yeah. it, it, it's <laughs> I, it's alter timelines. It's so much. It's so in depth nerdism in that that. Uh, that's like a, a Chris's comics. I've been I've been very. Sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the the concept is kind of neat, and I got the sense that it was sort of filler between uh, you know Hawkeye and uh, and Loki. Right. But I've I've really. I mean, I'm impressed not only that. Uh, I mean, they got as many. They got a good amount of the real actors uh, to do the voice parts. I thought it was great that they had Chadwick Boseman uh, in in his two episodes. Um, I haven't seen it. Is that on Disney? This is, is on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't and, so. I don't know I what's going on in the world. And I don't know what's sto- going on. The stories have been really, like, really well thought out, and 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 it it kind of made me sort of go back to that, to to the original comics and and how they've sort of portrayed some of these stories and. 
it's been a surprise for me. Like I'm, I'm actually that's it's required Wednesday watching now when when the new episodes come out. So I guess I got uh, some catching up to do. Yeah, it, it's really good. Chris, what are you most excited about this this fall? I mean, we got Obi well, Venom's Obi- coming out very soon. That looks great. It's gonna be what? a nice short movie, in and out, hour and a half. Venom. Venom. Venom looks great. Looks fantastic. Yeah. Eternals, as I mentioned, that's a sleeper. Um, that's going to trigger so many comic book sales that people are missing out on right now. That Eternal series is sweet. Plus, the Eternals is going to open up so many more. Like you're going to get the beginning of Thanos from all that and the motivation behind him, which is great because he's a super great character with all kinds of layers. Um, you know, you see him, he's like, oh, he's just an evil guy, and he just had a great idea as a scientist. No, there's a lot more to that. His whole uh, species, his whole planet of uh, of people. His race, I guess, if you want to call them, the whole deal behind them is is super entertaining and sheds a lot of light on why he he uh, was motivated to do what he wanted to do. There's a lot of of uh, worshiping in his mind too of false gods, which we'll, that they will get into because that's what the Eternals is all about is about the gods that created the Marvel universe. Yeah, those great big ones that came down and they showed them in uh, when they were explaining the rings. I believe it was in Doctor Strange when Wong was d- explaining what all the uh, the different gemstones did, yeah. right? Um, and then they showed the the Master Eternals coming in off the beginning there and wiping everything out. So the cool thing about this is this has that take of the ancient alien theory of how uh, they came in and, and started this, you know, the, the planets and, or the, the, the humans mm-hmm. to evolve us a bit. So it's the kind, same kind of superhero story, but it's going to go way back into the beginning of things. Now, the other thing that I like about this is this is all Jack Kirby. So Stan Lee, mm-hmm. if somebody says Stan Lee created the Eternals, they don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. This is one of those cases that it's all Jack Kirby, which is great. Like you give Jack some, some, so his family will get some kickbacks on this. But uh, Eternals is the sleeper hit, and Venom's going to be the fun ride. So far, from what I heard, of course, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's going to be the end-all, be-all, right? Like, that's just going to be When do we see? When that, do we see uh, new, when do we see um, Obi-Wan? I'm not sure. I just heard they wrapped up the uh, filming of it, which, which would be and Wanda got shut out at the Emmys, and that'll be done. So I'm it curious. Won some product- it won some production. Yeah, well, productions, awards. as yeah. they say. That's good. Was- Whatever. But um, they so they're gonna go. We're gonna, we got the boys coming up. We got the Mandalorian coming up, and then what, does Hawkeye, the Mandal- does, Hawkeye as well is coming up. Yeah. Does the Mandalorian lead into uh, Boba, or does it lead into Obi Wan? Because I'm I got to think they're gonna put Boba out. Mm. After the Mandalorian, maybe, or maybe they're going to put it out before. Well, like out- filming-wise, yeah. they started Boba Fett before they've started the Mandalorian, so I think it's going to go Obi Wan, Boba Fett, Mandalorian. Mm. I buy. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I, uh, I yeah, interesting. But the Obi Wan's going to be fantastic. Again, the Obi Wan's yeah. going to have lots of little uh, Easter eggs and a lot of lots of information that I love to see. Just those moments where, like, you know, oh my God, there it is. You know, you're, there it is, and then then I'll figure some things out. I'm interested to just see how he lived with his hut and everything. <laughs> do you think Chris do you think they're gonna go um, this would be interesting because everyone seemed to want Ray to be Obi-Wan's daughter so do you think they're gonna mess around with those movies and maybe slide her like he had a, a little, he had a, a daughter stuff? like no like he had a daughter and then she was shipped out and her name was Ray but then the, the, nah, the, I don't know do you nah, think they're gonna I, fix that at all I, I, I think I, what do we I think I can't hear anything anymore I think they're gonna let no? let Rise of Skywalker. My, my, I live. can't hear a thing. Uh oh, uh oh. We've lost. We've lost. Chris's. Sorry, guys. Carry on. I don't know. All right. Oh. oh, it's the speakers. It's your. It's your. It's your things. It's your. Pull them out and put them know. back in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna send him a private chat. Send thing. him a private chat. Uh, I, I, was, I was just gonna say, I I don't think uh, they're going to touch uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think at this point now, it's. 
it is what it is there you know it's out there it's like right. trying to you know trying to fix last jedi i think they just move forward and you may get the odd thing here and there that will slightly alter the view of those three sequel films uh, but nothing to the extent where it's it's going to change the fact that ray Surprise, she wasn't really the Emperor's daughter. She was actually Obi-Wan's daughter, but it was all a big plan that the Emperor had set up. No, it's I, I think I think they're going to try to get away from that and, and just sort of focus on focus on new stories, you know, new stories that, that tie into sort of the bigger picture of Obi-Wan. And yeah, like Chris was saying, I think it's gonna be cool to see to see the backstory. And Ewan McGregor is so he's so psyched about it, which is it's kind of cool because you talk to a lot of the uh, the actors that were in the Star Wars films, and a lot of them just they you know they say it was a nice time, but none of them really sort of have the passion or the desire to go back. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you know Ewan McGregor, he's he's all in, and except this, for except, except for. Uh, the original be one Al Guinness who was like what is this what is this yeah. little movie and then all yes. of a sudden he's like shit 2% yeah. I'll, I'll be back what do you need yeah. <laughs> what do you need I, so I, I that's why I think I, I think uh, it, it'll be it'll be cool to see you know having both him and Hayden Christensen you know amped to, to get back into it and I, I think this is you know credit to Favreau and Filoni for for what they've done so far with Mandalorian and and how they've almost revitalized, uh, you know, the interest in Star Wars, especially amongst actors. So uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a really a, a really good couple of months for both TV and film. I don't know about you, Brent, but in, in, in our household, uh, begrudgingly. There's a certain girl who is super, super psyched to go see Dear Evan Hansen uh, coming up. I wouldn't know. I haven't been home in weeks, so I don't uh, know what anyone's excited about. I'm just focused uh, on my daughter being able to walk after her broken leg yeah, and then uh, and all the rest summer, of it. So, yeah. uh, But I'm hearing that that movie's going to – everyone's going to cry for days, so we'll see. Yeah, but, um, but whatever. It's, but it's yeah. – yeah. It's it, yeah. Ben Platt is a high schooler. <laughs> Although speaking, you know, CGI well, it's no different than Judd Nelson or Emilio Estevez, who were thirty at that time. But they're, but, but I don't know if if this is true or not. That they're actually going to de-age him for the streamed versions of Dear Evan Hansen when it comes out on the streaming platforms. That they're using the CGI to. De-age I, I I'm trying to flat. think how I feel about about the, just the de-aging. I watched The Irishman and was like, you know, it it was distracting more than it yeah. was than it was anything because I'm like I just. You can de-age Denaro, but if he can't walk, you're not. It's like if he can't, like you know, you you see him walking on a cliff or, or, or at the edge of the water, and he's kind of walking like a 75 year old man would walk <laughs> on rocks near water. But he's yeah. supposed to be 45 years old, and I'm like, hey, yeah. Anyways. There are days where I feel like a 70 year old man when I'm walking. So, Michael, where can people find you online? I'll wrap. I'll either wrap this or I'll go on about oh, some yeah. other stuff. It's too and, bad that Chris, uh, we've lost him. At, we'll get at, him back. We'll at, probably get him back. But I'll wrap up with him, and then we'll go from there. But, at MP Voiceovers uh, on the Twitter and on the Instagram, and then uh, mpvoiceovers.com. And you know, you catch me on TVs and such. I'll sure. tell you, over the summer, man, I got, I got very used to saying Doctor Death. Saturdays on Showtime. You're like all uh, over the place on that side of it. It's great. I am. I'll have you on. I got the. Well, maybe there's a motorcycle driving down there. There we go. I'm in the 
where are you? Right I'm in St. Louis. St. I'm in St. Louis. Louis. Wow. Yeah. Sp speaking of Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it here? Wasn't it here? Uh, Kemper? Is it Kansas? Yes. I think it was. was yeah, it sadly. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll come but, uh, and come back any time. You know, we're yeah, going to season two starting very shortly as we I'm excited uh, to get all nerded discussed. out again. Yeah, this um, is going to be fun. It's coming back. And hockey season is uh, is happening. And I was going to say to Chris, I was excited. I got my, uh, my episode or my issue two of Skeletron uh, in the mail the other day. So I was uh, very excited. So it is Which now. Is that one right the there? Mantle. There we go. Yes. Yes. That boy's uber talented that's very cool that's very right? cool yeah so anyway uh brent and enjoy uh enjoy your time in uh, st louis and uh yeah uh, this saturday, i will do this saturday mm -hmm. i think it is the 22nd uh leafs and habs i think uh, I, don't, I, I really when i tour mike i have no idea what's going on in the world buddy, if i don't see it if i don't see it like when i'm home there's a little bit more time um a i'm not gonna be able to watch it down here b it's like trying to figure out like where i'm at half the time <laughs> i just got off three in a row i've got about nine hours sleep i literally like i i'm a good nap guy if i want to i literally today like you know had plans of running around and doing the you know thing i did run the rocky steps the other day there we i go. saw that that um, was very cool man that but was i very but cool. i i um i wanted to um you know I'd do some running and stuff today and at, like three o'clock i was like no no, because I had about nine hours sleep in three days. So, anyways, to know what's going on in the world outside of what's coming into my phone and all the rest all right. of it, yeah. But we'll get you back soon, and I'll get you on the Britain on Tour podcast. It's launching up here pretty soon. Oh, good man. Well, enjoy your time, and uh, bye, Chris and and Lonnie, wherever you <laughs> we'll are. See him back in a minute. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. Peace out, boys. See you in a while. So, Chris Machetti, my good buddy, is foiled by technology right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to see what we can do here. See if we can get them back. Uh, looks like they lost the internet over there. So, Kids on the Escalator podcast. Season 2 firing up again here shortly. Um, the preview shows, as we as we discuss, as we're going through this, um, just kind of touching on some of the stuff that we want to talk about. Um, Halloween's a great time to launch. I'm going to be in Ontario uh, in October. So, I'm going to be close to Chris's place. I'm going to, we're actually going to go and do this live in person. Uh, at his place so um that'll be the launch of season two and we're going to talk all the things we'll be there and get all of our guests in and come out swinging as best we can and and uh obviously we're going to cover um you know the launch of the season two of the boys coming again we're going to be talking about um all sorts of stuff like i mean there's so much this is like the perfect season for for a nerd show you've got all these shows starting you've got the mandalorian you've got um, all the things that we touched on Obi-Wan we've got all these things coming up that we love to talk about and, and nerds unite around to talk about um, so pretty stoked about that uh, which we'll get into uh, lots of wrestling talk we're going to hopefully get some pretty big guests this year I've got some people lined up um, as I said I just talked to my buddy Craig Gass um, he's actually at Guns N' Roses tonight in Minneapolis but we just got a chance to hang out the other day in New York City on September 11th and that was awesome uh, really a funny comedian you should check him out does an amazing Gene Simmons check him out uh, from Howard Stern if you check out the Howard Stern show and go online and check out the, the YouTube clips of um, Craig <laughs> doing the, the Gene Simmons thing it's pretty funny uh, 
and he was also part of the uh, roast of Gene Simmons. And uh, really, that was, I think, what broke him wide open. So we're going to get him on the show, uh, hoping to get um, some wrestling buddies on the show that we have. Um, I'm going to lean on Mike a little bit to see if we can get Jimmy Corderas, the, ref- the referee, uh, who we tried to get for season one last year, but we'll try to get him this year. Uh, yeah, there's lots of um, lots of stuff kind of coming up. It's a it's the classic like been through the first season, try to work out some of the kinks, and then you know do the next thing, which is um, you know build the show into a bigger thing. And uh, you know I'm just gonna send them. Yeah, I'm just sending them a note to say, hey, I'm still here hanging out. <laughs> but um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in a lot. Uh, to the show and helping us build it on the Dean Blundell Network and uh, huge thanks to those guys as well. Uh, obviously, you can follow us over on the Twitter if uh, we can get everybody to join us over there on Twitter and on YouTube. We want you on YouTube. Come join us over there. Kids on the Escalator on YouTube. We're rebuilding the page and are going to come up with a whole bunch of micro content very, very soon. So uh, come on over. Come and hang out. Come and check us out. You know, um, I believe we're going to stay on Tuesday nights. But as I tour and I'm, I'm actually back on tour and starting to do more shows uh, around this fine planet, that are my schedule can be a little wacky. As I said today, I'm in St. Louis. Uh, the other day, I was in Ohio for the show. Uh, it's just kind of like where I'm going to be. I kind of look at the schedule and go, "Yeah, all right, I'll go. I, I think I can jump on." And we might have some guest hosts. We might do a few things, but. Um, yeah, there's a few few kind of things happening. Kim is stoked for season two, and Kim, we're stoked to have you on season two. Um, we're going to bring some fans into the the mix and bring you in for an episode or two, uh, just to get your opinion on your favorite movies and some stuff like that. Lots of interaction. We're going to have a, a segment about Chris's, um, you know, um, I'm sorry, Kim, I hit your uh, your, your Cosby uh, thing in there, but um, the uh, Chris's comics we're going to basically get into a deep dive into Chris's collection which is monstrous monstrous collection uh, something that I I can't even you know compare it to on that side of it but um, he's got so many cool stuff you can check t- Chris out on TikTok uh, and his daily random pick from his comic book collection that's amazing to watch like you just pull something out and I'm sure he could just pull something out and then it would just uh, how do I explain it? it would just um, be able to talk about it for like two hours you know because Chris can dive into that stuff and that's the thing I love about uh, about this show is that Chris can deep dive hard into um, this stuff you know and uh, he he I mean, geez, I'm a, I consider myself a casual fan. I'm a super, I'm a, I'm a Superman fan, but I, uh, and a Batman fan and a DC fan, as you guys know. And Chris is the Marvel kind of guy and also very much schooled in every single comic ever made, which is not me. Uh, Chris will be like, oh, that guy appeared in this. And I'm like, no idea. (laughs) I had no idea that that happened. So, uh, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I, I, I I know I know um um I know that the uh my personal kind of thing of those shows is when you can deep dive into um that stuff and, and have somebody that can break things down like Chris can when it comes to comics and and uh Thanos appeared here and 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 um Daredevil this and like just when he dives so far into um 
the deep dive of the comic world, it really is quite something to see because uh, I can only really do that on 80s hair metal bands <laughs> and uh, some of those albums. And I'm a big movie buff, so I can dive into some pretty hardcore movie stuff. Uh, but um, even Chris is trumping me in that regard. He's di- deep diving into to the uh, Stanley Kubrick side, and that's pretty funny. He's uh, breaking down to Shining the way I love the uh, the way I can break down the Sopranos or Seinfeld or something. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, Ryan says, we need to make sure you're on the air when Saints of New York drop. I don't care where you are. Ryan, listen to me. I, uh, I'll i be in the movie theater when that, when that thing drops. I think I'm going to be in still on tour when that comes out. But um, the reviews are starting to come out. I'm trying to stay away from them, but I can't wait uh, for that uh, side of it. It's going to be... Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, Many Saints of Newark is such a such uh, a rad idea. The you know the basically the um, what do you call it the uh, the origin of of Tony Soprano and all the rest of it. I mean, come on, come on. Well, sorry, it's actually about Christopher Christopher Maltesanti and uh, Dickie Maltesanti and you know and his dad and stuff like that. So and Tony's you know and James Gandolfini's kid is playing Tony. So how rad is that? Really cool. Um, but yeah anyways so um, cool stuff ahead uh, we lost Chris Chris had a uh, Chris had some technical difficulties uh, thanks to Mike for jumping on Kids on the Escalator podcast uh, for this week just a preview show uh, coming up here uh, and we got um, we got to basically first week of October so in a, maybe next week or a week after I think whenever I don't even know what day of the week it is 21st so like a couple weeks we're going to launch season 2 so Join us on the Dean Blundell Network and all the rest of it. Uh, huge thanks to Lonnie, our friend uh, and producer, and for putting this together for our friends at Blue Microphones. Big thanks to them. Big thanks to Dean Blundell Network. Bling then. Uh, Bleen Blendell Network, the Dean Blendell Network for having us and hosting us. And uh, many thanks to all you guys for tuning in. Again, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at all the places we want to come out to hard this year. And uh, Kim, uh, hey, we love you too. Thank you very much. Everybody, check out uh, Chris Machete's. Uh, you can buy Chris Machete's comic. Uh, make sure you do that. Uh, Skeletron, uh, follow me to hell. Look at that. Sensational second issue. You can buy it on Etsy. I'm going to bring that up for you right now. So check that out. It's a shop at the Machete Comics at Etsy store. Um, I believe he's only got a handful of copies left. He's a sold out of episode one or season. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Season one, episode one. Issue one. uh, And I believe he's almost sold out of issue two. So there's only a handful left. So make sure you catch uh, that when you can. And then uh, uh, number three is on the way very, very soon. so I'm very excited about that. So thanks, everybody. That has been a preview show of the Kids on the Escalator podcast. We will see you guys uh, very, very soon. Bye. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. 
We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.